This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. State bills aim at school pesticides, H2A workers, and more. Purdue talks carbon price and climate. Legislature will debate the role of pesticides at schools along with ag sustainability. Several new measures relating to agriculture have popped up among the hundreds of bills being introduced in the legislature this week. Most notably, Irvine Republican Assembly Member Stephen Choi proposing a grant program to help schools transition to organic pesticides. The aim is to study the financial impacts on school districts for banning chemical pesticides. Senator Bill Monning of Monterey County has a bill that would require employers to notify H-2A workers of their federal and state rights. Two Bay Area Democrats have introduced a measure that would add funding to CDFA's water efficiency program, as well as technical assistance on irrigation and nutrient management for disadvantaged farmers. Assemblymember Eduardo Garcia of the Cochitella Valley wants to start a rangeland conservation program with a bill he has introduced. It would fall within the state's existing farmland conservancy program. Amelda Academy Assemblymember Bill Quirk has a bill that would ensure Delta wetlands are protected within the groundwater sustainability plans being submitted for the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. A bill aimed at building climate-resilient communities includes a mention of also promoting healthy soils and sustainable ag. Natural Resources is adding an environmental justice role. California Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot mentioned at a talk this week that he will be hiring an assistant secretary for environmental justice. Crowfoot said the agency, which houses the water resources and fish and wildlife departments, hasn't done enough to engage with this community. Cal EPA has had an environmental justice program in place for over 10 years, Crowfoot pointed out. Yada Garcia is the current Cal EPA Deputy Secretary for Environmental Justice, Tribal Affairs, and Border Relations. Before taking office last year, Garcia served as an attorney for Earth Justice. At the time, the advocacy organization was involved in lawsuits against the government over banning pesticides like Corpyrfos. Cal EPA did hire a deputy secretary for agriculture in May 2019. It was the first time the agency had offered this position since the 1990s. But within a month, the new deputy secretary, Val Dolcini, took on the role of interim director of the Department of Pesticide Regulation, which later switched to permanently. The ag position has been vacant since. A role for an ag liaison does not currently exist at the Natural Resources Agency. California Farm Bureau opposes split roll tax and Prop 13 bond. An initiative gathering signatures for the November ballot would establish a split-roll property tax by reassessing commercial and industrial property, including agricultural facilities. The Board of Directors of the California Farm Bureau was concerned the measure would disproportionately impact rural areas. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson said, although its backers claim agricultural land would not be affected, the initiative would trigger annual tax reassessments at market value for agricultural improvements such as barns, dairies, wineries, 
processing plants, vineyards, and orchards. A separate bond measure on the statewide ballot next month is also being opposed by the Bureau's board. Prop 13 would put $15 billion in general obligation bonds toward funding new buildings for schools and colleges. The Bureau's board members were concerned it would allow schools to increase borrowing at a cost to taxpayers. Like the state's Republican lawmakers, they pointed to the $7 billion in reserves for funding such projects. USDA shifts on climate. USDA is making some subtle but significant shifts on climate policy that stand in stark contrast with the rest of the Trump administration. In addition to announcing a set of goals for reducing agriculture's carbon emissions and overall environmental impact, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue also told reporters yesterday carbon pricing could be used to pay for farmers to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Purdue didn't quite endorse carbon pricing, but he came close. He said, quote, if it's a social goal and a social priority there, then let's put a price over carbon emissions. And I think you can really see farmers show out in their carbon sequestration efforts. Now, keep in mind, by releasing the goals in an election year, there's no guarantee Purdue will be around to follow through on them. USDA released targets in 2015 that fell by the wayside after President Barack Obama left office. You can read more at agripulse.com about the plan that was announced at the USDA Outlook Conference. Purdue pressing USDA role on gene-editing animals. Purdue is raising the possibility that USDA could take over some regulation of gene-edited animals, an idea that would cheer the livestock industry. But it's far from clear how close USDA is to a deal with FDA, which currently has full responsibility in that area. No trade boom in forecast. USDA is projecting only a modest increase in exports for fiscal 2020, despite the phase one trade deal with China. Exports are forecast up $4 billion to $139.5 billion. That's a $500 million increase from the USDA's November forecast. The fiscal year runs through September. Oh, and by the way, there's been concern that the coronavirus outbreak would delay talks between the U.S. and Chinese officials on removing non-tariff barriers on U.S. ag products like beef, dairy, fruit, and vegetables. But that's not the case, says Michael Ward, USDA senior agriculture attache at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing. Survey. Producers guarded on 2020. Producers aren't looking for a lot of improvement in farm finances this year. That according to an informal survey of the American Farm Bureau Federation members. Some 46% of those surveyed said they expect farm profitability to be lower this year. And 36% expect to be about the same. That according to Farm Bureau Chief Economist John Newton. Sources. India deal not imminent. No trade deal of any size with India is expected in the near future. Sources tell AgriPulse that ahead of President Donald Trump's visit to the country next week. Trump said earlier this week that a large, comprehensive trade deal with India wouldn't be possible until much later, possibly not this year. Here's today's He Said It. Cutting green tape is not about cutting environmental regulations. That's Secretary Crowfoot defending his new initiative for streamlining the permitting process for restoration projects. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 21st, brought to you by FMC. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.